Welcome to the History AI Podcast, where the past comes alive with facts, anecdotes, and a dash of humor. Here are your hosts, Chuck and Marco. Welcome back, history enthusiasts, to another episode of the History AI Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck. And I'm Marco. Today, we'll be diving into a pivotal moment in world history, the Battle of DU. That's right, Marco. A battle that not only changed the course of a nation but also the dynamics of global power. Let's paint a picture of the world in 1509. It's a time of monumental change and exploration. The Renaissance is in full swing, transforming art, science, and culture across Europe. You're right, Marco. And it's not just about the arts. This era is marked by the age of discovery. European sailors and explorers are pushing the boundaries of the known world, seeking new routes and lands. And let's not forget the political landscape. Europe is a patchwork of powerful kingdoms and emerging nation-states, each vying for dominance. Spain and Portugal, in particular, are leading the charge in maritime exploration. Absolutely, Marco. And this brings us to the crux of our story today. These explorations aren't just for glory, they're driven by a fierce competition for trade, especially in spices, which are as valuable as gold. Meanwhile, in Asia, the Ottoman Empire is expanding its reach, creating ripples across trade routes that have been dominated by Middle Eastern and South Asian powers for centuries. And it's in this global chess game that DU, a strategic port city on the Indian subcontinent, becomes a focal point. It's not just a battle over a city, it's a clash of cultures, economies, and burgeoning empires. A pivotal moment where the old world and the new world are about to collide in ways no one could have imagined. That's the stage for the Battle of Diu, a battle that will redefine the power dynamics of the world. To understand the Battle of Diu, we need to rewind a bit and look at the larger geopolitical chessboard. It's the late 15th and early 16th centuries. European powers, especially Portugal, are aggressively exploring and establishing trade routes to Asia. Right, Marco. In the main prize? Spices. Europe is crazy about spices like pepper, cinnamon, and cloves. But there's a problem, the traditional land routes to Asia are controlled by Middle Eastern powers and the rising Ottoman Empire. That's where Portugal's ambitious explorers come in. They're seeking a sea route around Africa to reach Asia directly, bypassing the established powers. And by the early 1500s, they've done it, reaching the Indian Ocean and disrupting centuries-old trade networks. This disruption isn't taken lightly. The Sultanate of Gujarat, a powerful regional state in India, sees the Portuguese as a direct threat to its trade interests. The Sultanate had established itself as a major player in the Indian Ocean trade, benefiting from its strategic location and strong maritime tradition. Meanwhile, the Mamluk Sultanate in Egypt, another major power affected by these shifts, fears the loss of its lucrative trade monopoly over Asian goods. They, along with the Zamorin of Calicut, a powerful king in South India, and even the distant Republic of Venice, see the Portuguese as upstarts upsetting the established order. It's a classic scenario of old power versus new. The Portuguese, under the command of Francisco de Almeida, their first viceroy in India, are determined to establish their dominance in the Indian Ocean. So, it's in this cauldron of competing interests, a world transforming under the pressures of exploration, trade, and empire building, that the stage is set for the Battle of Du. A battle that is not just about a single port city, but about who would control the lucrative spice trade routes and, with them the economic fate of nations. 
The Battle of Du, fought on February 3, 1509, was not just a clash of ships, but of strategies, technologies, and wills. The Portuguese fleet, commanded by Viceroy Francisco de Almeida, was outnumbered but not outclassed. That's right, Marco. The Portuguese fleet, consisting of about 18 ships, faced a formidable coalition of about a hundred ships from the Sultanate of Gujarat, the Mamluks, the Zamorin of Calicut, and supported by Venetian shipbuilders. The stage was set for a David versus Goliath showdown. But here's where it gets interesting. The Portuguese had a technological edge, their ships, known as carracks and caravels, were more maneuverable and heavily armed. They had broadside cannons, which could fire a devastating volley of cannonballs at close range. Exactly. In Almeida, he was a master tactician. He used this to his advantage, employing a naval formation called the Line Ahead, which allowed his ships to maximize their firepower. The battle began with the Portuguese fleet sailing into the Gulf of Cambay, facing a vast coalition fleet arranged in a crescent. The initial phase saw long-range cannon fire exchanged, but the real turning point came when the Portuguese closed in for close combat. It was brutal. The Portuguese ships cut through the enemy lines, using their superior firepower and maneuverability to inflict heavy damage. Almeida himself led the charge on his flagship, the Flor de la Mar. Meanwhile, the coalition forces fought fiercely. The Mamluk and Gujarati ships tried to board the Portuguese vessels, leading to intense hand-to-hand -hand combat. The battle raged for hours, with neither side giving quarter. But the tide turned when one of the key Gujarati ships caught fire, leading to chaos in the coalition ranks. The Portuguese exploited this, breaking the enemy formation. As the battle drew to a close, the coalition fleet was decimated. The victory at DU was a testament to Portuguese naval tactics, technological superiority, and the sheer determination of Almeida and his men. This battle didn't just change the course of the battle, it changed the course of history. The Portuguese emerged as a dominant naval power in the Indian Ocean, reshaping the global balance of power. Amidst the chaos of the Battle of Du, several tales of heroism and valiant resistance emerged, etching names into the annals of history. Let's start with the Portuguese. Francisco de Almeida, the Viceroy of Portuguese India, stands out. His leadership and tactical acumen were crucial. Despite the loss of his son earlier in a skirmish, Almeida was resolute, fighting not just for his country but also in his son's memory. Then there's the story of Joao de Nova, a seasoned Portuguese navigator and captain. In the heat of the battle, his ship was surrounded, but he led a daring maneuver to break through the enemy line, showcasing incredible bravery and skill. On the coalition side, the Mamluk forces, primarily from Egypt, showed remarkable resilience. Their commander, Amir Hussein al-Kurdi, known as Myrasem in Portuguese sources, was a formidable leader. Despite being outgunned, he orchestrated a fierce resistance, attempting to board Portuguese ships and engage in close combat. The Sultanate of Gujarat's navy also had its share of brave souls. The Sultan's admirals displayed courage, leading charges against the formidable Portuguese ships. Their bravery, in the face of overwhelming odds, speaks volumes of their commitment to protecting their trade interests. And we mustn't overlook the smaller players. Sailors and soldiers, names lost to history, who fought valiantly on both sides. Their collective bravery shaped the course of the battle. The battle was not just a clash of fleets, it was a testament to human courage and resilience. 
Stories from DU highlight the personal sacrifices and valor that often get overshadowed by the grander narrative of history. Indeed, Marco. The Battle of DU was not only about cannons and ships, but also about the human spirit facing insurmountable odds. These stories of heroism and resistance resonate through history, reminding us of the personal dimensions of these epic events. The aftermath of the Battle of DU was as significant as the battle itself, with far-reaching consequences. But first, let's talk about the human cost, which was substantial on both sides. Indeed, Marco. The casualties were heavy. The coalition forces suffered significant losses, with estimates suggesting that thousands perished. The Mamluk and Gujarati fleets were particularly hard hit, losing many ships and men. On the Portuguese side, while the number of casualties was lower, the loss was still deeply felt. Many sailors and soldiers, including experienced commanders, lost their lives. The emotional toll, especially for Almeida, who had already lost his son, was immense. In the immediate aftermath, the victory at DU solidified Portuguese naval supremacy in the Indian Ocean. It marked the beginning of a new era in naval warfare and global trade. That's right. This battle effectively ended the Arab and Venetian monopoly over the spice trade. The Portuguese now controlled the seas from Africa to the Indian Ocean, opening the floodgates for European colonialism in Asia. The socio-political ramifications were significant. The Sultanate of Gujarat, the Mamluk Sultanate, and the Zamorin of Calicut, all major powers in the region, had their naval capabilities severely weakened. This loss shifted the power dynamics in the Indian Ocean. And let's not forget the long-term impact. The Battle of Du was a precursor to centuries of European colonialism and exploitation in Asia. It paved the way for other European powers, like the Dutch and the British, to establish their own trade empires. In a broader context, the battle signaled the decline of Middle Eastern and South Asian naval powers in the face of European technological advancements and military tactics. The Battle of Du wasn't just a battle, it was a turning point that reshaped global history, setting the stage for the modern world's geopolitical landscape. And as we reflect on this pivotal event, we're reminded of the complexities of history, the intertwining of triumph and tragedy, progress and loss. The Battle of Du, while a single event, had a domino effect that resonated through centuries, profoundly shaping the course of world history. Absolutely, Marco. The most immediate impact was on maritime power dynamics. The battle established Portuguese naval dominance in the Indian Ocean, marking the beginning of European control over sea trade routes to Asia. This shift in naval power had huge economic implications. It allowed the Portuguese to establish a sea-based trade empire monopolizing the lucrative spice trade that had been dominated by Middle Eastern and South Asian powers for centuries. And with this shift came the rise of European colonialism in Asia. The Portuguese foothold in DU was just the beginning. Soon, other European powers followed suit, competing for colonies and trade dominance in the East. The battle also marked a turning point in naval warfare. The Portuguese use of heavily armed and maneuverable ships. Employing advanced naval tactics like the line-ahead formation and broadside volleys set new standards in naval combat. On a broader scale, the Battle of Du signaled the decline of the old Middle Eastern and South Asian empires in maritime trade and power. It was a clear demonstration of the rising European technological and military might. Culturally, the battle and subsequent Portuguese dominance opened the floodgates for a cultural exchange between the West and the East, albeit one that was often marked by exploitation and colonialism. 
it's also important to consider the human aspect. The battle had a lasting impact on the communities and societies in the regions involved. It led to shifts in local power structures, economies, and even demographic changes due to migration and colonization. In essence, the Battle of Diu wasn't just a pivotal military engagement. It was a catalyst that accelerated the rise of the West, reshaping global trade, politics, and even cultures, laying the groundwork for the modern world as we know it. A reminder of how history is a tapestry of events, each influencing the other, shaping the world in ways that the protagonists of the time could hardly have imagined. And that's what makes studying these moments so fascinating. They help us understand the complexities of our past and how they continue to influence our present. As we wrap up, we want to thank our listeners for joining us on this historical journey. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share the History AI podcast. Your support means the world to us. And if you have a topic you're dying to hear about, reach out to us on social media. We love your suggestions. Until next time, keep exploring the pages of history. Signing off, this is Chuck. And Marco, stay curious, everyone. Step into the thrilling world of sports betting with The Starting Line, an introduction to sports betting. Whether you're a beginner or simply curious, this comprehensive guide takes you from the basics to the advanced. Learn to decode odds, develop winning strategies, and bet responsibly. Get your copy now and transform every game into an adventure. The Starting Line is your first step towards mastering the art of sports betting. Available on Amazon.